Welcome to another episode of the Iron Pulse Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about policies. So we're going to be talking about privacy policy, our um, terms of service agreement. We're going to be talking about our shipping policy, our returns and exchange policies as well. Basically, just give an overview of what they are um, and why you should have them as a business and why as a customer you should be aware of them. So... To get started, you know, we, we want to dive into what the privacy policy is and what the terms and service uh, agreement are, because I think that those two are very important. So the privacy policy, it didn't used to be, um, you, you, as a business, you didn't use, like in the past, you didn't used to have to have it. Nowadays, you do. And it, th- what this does is this will basically inform the user about what information you as the business are going to be collecting. So why you're collecting it as a business, it's going to explain like what you're going to do with it, including like any third parties you may be using. So for example, like we're using Google Analytics. So Google Analytics, you know, that'll be in there. Um, Basically any third party that you use, you're going to want to have a link that redirects from your privacy policy to that specific third party's privacy policy. So the consumer understands what you as the business are collecting. So it's going to just tell the users which security measures are in place to ensure that their information is safe and secure. Um, you want, as a business, you obviously want to make sure that you're keeping like any information that you have on your customers as safe as possible and secure as possible. You don't want to be exploiting or selling to any third party. So it's just good to have that um, and to make customers aware of the situation. So you just want to tell them, you know, how, how they can... It'll also like uh, provide um, information on like what the user can change and see in their account for you. And with that too, like that's not really anything out of the ordinary either. Like almost every website in existence allows Google to take some information. I mean, that's why we get targeted for ads for certain things that you might be searching for. It's, you know, it's not something that is against the norm it's just a a way to protect yourself so if people are curious then you know it's in your policy at least for a reason and kind of helps protect you right so a privacy policy is going to protect you as the client so you as the customer but a terms of service um, terms and condition agreement this is going to be more for the the business more for the company it's going to protect the company so and what this does is this basically states like any billing information, any warranty disclaimers, how your product is allowed to be used, um, you know, under what circumstances like you can terminate somebody's account. So like, for example, if you have somebody that has created an account on your website and they're not following the rules of the website, you are allowed to terminate their account. And this will just state what basically the lines that the uh, customer has to stay within while using your site. Otherwise you do have the right to terminate their account and more, more than more likely this goes uh, over your intellectual property as well. So any copyright or like trademark or patented information that's going to be in here as well. Uh, Because a lot of the times you're not allowed to like take somebody's trademark or take somebody's copyright and obviously like sell it for your own personal use. And as well, you're not allowed to change it too. Um, so, you know, like particular fonts or particular images, like these images, you, you can't misinterpret w- like what they are and exploit them for yourself. So it's just going to also have the requirements for user generated contact, uh, or, or content. So 
you know, to sum up the privacy policy versus the terms and condition is the privacy policy is for you, the, the customer, the consumer. The terms and condition is for the company. That is about as simple as I can put it. Um, you know, they both serve a, a very important vital role, I, I think, with uh, businesses. I think that, you know, privacy policies, they're super important. Terms and conditions are important. Terms and conditions are not required. However, it just, it's better to be safe than sorry because it explains what your business does um, and it's a legal binding contract. So they, yeah, they, they both have their, um, their, their pluses, I would say. So, and, and they're not, they're not that expensive to have a, an attorney draft up to. I would say for something like this to tailor to your specific um, site, I, I would not say to go and look for one online and just pull a basic one. I would say to actually have somebody drafted to your um, your specific company because just because like let's say we're in a we're a clothing brand and obviously Nike is a clothing brand. Like Nike's privacy policy in terms and services is not going to be the same as mine and Kyle's. It's because we're doing two different things. You know, we might be in the same industry, but like our loyalty program is a lot different than theirs, for example. So like when we talk to our loyalty program and our policies, it's not going to be the same as what Nike talks to in theirs. So, you know, just just be aware of, you know, the information that you are collecting and how you're protecting and using your customers information and data. So, yeah, I think that that is pretty swift um, in covering those two policies. I don't think we need to go much more in depth. Obviously, if you have an attorney, they will be able to provide more insight as to your specific situation. So, yeah. So if we look at why we have a returns and exchange policy, we have a returns and exchange policy for a few reasons. The main one is to just outline what can be accepted as a return or an exchange and what cannot be accepted as a return and or exchange. So, you know, when we talk about this, this particular policy, you know, everybody, I would say almost like, I would say Kyle, like 95% of companies have a policy in place for returns and exchanges. And they usually have like a limit as to how long there's a window, right? If you miss the window, more than likely you're out of luck, but the window is usually, it's pretty great. It, it, I would say it's either 30 or 60 days. That's pretty standard. What would you say, Kyle? Yeah, I, don't, I haven't really seen too many that are longer than 60 days or less than 30, so. Yeah, I think we've come across some companies that offer like free returns always, forever and always. And that's just because their margins are great enough that they can afford to do it. They've been in business for so long. I don't know of any startups, um, any like, you know, new business, small businesses that have that type of return policy because uh, it, it can be easily exploited. I would say. So with, you know, with our returns in exchange, we do outline our 30 day um, window. So our window is 30 days and you have to have the item has to be like unworn, unwashed, undamaged. So it has to have the tags attached. So you can try the item on, but you, you can't just go out and use the item and then try to send it back because for sanitation purposes, and this is with like almost every company that does um, like any form of apparel you can't go use the item and then try to return it because it's for sanitation purposes. And now more than ever with, you know, COVID and everybody in this pandemic, it's just not, it's just not 
good. And I guess the best word is the sanitation, right? It's just not sanitary to try to resell it to somebody else. Um, so, you know, and for, for us as a company too, we don't accept returns on like international orders. So like you have to take into account domestic versus international orders. International shipping is super expensive, super expensive. Um, so, you know, if you offer free shipping, especially like on international orders, for example, like to bring it back, it could range anywhere from $30 to, you know, 60 or 70 to send back, depending on what you are selling, because it goes by weight, right? So if the heavier the item weighs, the more you're going to be paying. And that's just, that's just how the game works in terms of logistics. Um, a lot of companies too, just something to consider is if you have, you know, downloadable items, if you have gift cards, if you have items that have been on sale or last call, um, items that, you know, they've already been redeemed in the loyalty program and now they're trying to get money back for it. Like there are certain things that you as the company need to protect yourself from and you might not be offering returns or exchanges on these items. So I know a lot of places, for example, when they have last call, and you know their their items are on clearance and they're just ready to move move everything out of the warehouse they will not accept returns or exchanges on these items because they are last call you buy them you keep them you take them and they're also probably marked down i would say anywhere from 50 to like 80 percent so you know just just to take that into consideration as a business you need to understand your lanes and your lanes are what you would accept for return and exchange and what you wouldn't so Kyle, for me, for me and Kyle, like we accept exchanges past the 30 day window. So like exchanges can come and go as they please. Um, but for full on returns, you know, we don't accept past the 30 day window. And this is just because once that 30 days hit, we take that money and we start putting it towards the company for future launches and just future items to grow the company and to, to help get more items. So, you know, when, when it becomes guaranteed money, we then take it to build the company as well. So, yeah, and, and, you know, that's just, that's how our business works. And I think that that's how a lot of businesses work as well. Kyle, would you have anything to say on the returns and exchange uh, policy? Uh, not really. I would just say, like, you know, we talked about it's just have it clear and concise and laid out so that if there are any issues, then, you know, everything is laid out on your end. If customers make it a, a spot that customers can easily find or navigate to on the website if they are trying to find it. And just right. make sure you try to stick to it. Like for example, if customers trying to return something over the over the limit, then maybe you know you might not be able to refund them because it's past your return policy window. Um, but maybe you could offer them a gift card or something, you know, to try to make them a happy customer um, if it is past the 30 days. But overall, you just want to try to stick to your policy so that uh, you know it doesn't come back to bite you later on, and and make sure it's a, a fair policy, the one one that makes sense, um, and. Yeah, just try to stick to yep. it as much as you can. Yeah, to Kyle's point, you can always offer um, a gift card, you know, to, you know, so you can offer a return, um, but then get, give them a gift card instead of a full on refund so that they can spend that money back into your company. And what also Kyle also brought up a good point in terms of like, this is a legal binding agreement. Okay, so when you have this policy, it's an agreement between you as a company and your customer. So, you, like you nowadays, people this is honest. This is the honest truth. Is nowadays people will find a way to like bitch and moan and complain about every little thing. So when in doubt, follow 
the legalities that you've set up for your business. Follow your business because you don't want to like give somebody special treatment and then somebody else says, hey, I heard this, you know, will you do the same thing for me? And then all of a sudden it snowballs and, you know, you're all over the place with what your return and exchange policy is instead of sticking to what you legally have um, in front of you and what the consumer should be aware of. Now, it's you take it upon your own risk if somebody's like maybe a day late or like five days late or two weeks late. Right. So like there's a difference between somebody who might be a day over or two weeks over. So it's you as the business to make that decision yourself. Um, You know, just have this policy in place so that you know what the standards are. Your customer knows what the standards are and then you could work with them. And if, if it's a customer listening to this, one thing that Kyle and I would advise you to do is communicate with the company. If you like, if you know you're not going to have connection for some reason, or you know that um, you're not going to just be able to get the item to them in time, then communicate that through email, through phone number, just whatever the case is, social media. Nowadays, everybody has their phone on them, so you know when if you if you don't have 30 to 60 days to communicate to the company, I mean, it's really not an excuse as the customer because you missed your window. Right. So that's plenty of time for you to get in touch with the company and say, hey, you know, this is going to be like maybe a few days late. Um, Are you willing to work with me? Because I guarantee you the company would be more willing to work with you at that stage of the game. So just something as the customer to obviously be cognizant of. Um, Another thing that a website will probably have is an FAQ page. And this will just sum up you know, the frequently asked questions, right, that maybe are in some of your policies. So I know that we have our RFAQ page. It's There's a lot of information on just products, our loyalty program, um, our shipping. You know, it just sums up like the big questions that we would think to get asked so people can just easily find the information because we know as as humans, we're not going to be sifting through every single policy. We usually just click the box and say, yep, I accept the terms, I accept the policy, so on and so forth. I do it. I'm sure Kyle does it. I'm sure you listening, you've done it. We, we, you know, we're human. We're, nobody's going to read like a 10 to 20 page document, especially with these bigger companies like Apple, right? They're collecting so much information um, that I guarantee you, not only does it probably not make sense to the average person as to what they're collecting in, in the legal jargon, but it's also so long that you're probably not going to sit there and highlight and take notes. <laughs> so uh, last but not least, I would say would be our shipping policy. And for us, this just sums up, you know, when we're going to ship your item, how long it would generally take in terms of the United States versus international, you know, just any, um, you know, precaution, like who do we deliver to? Do we deliver to military addresses? Do we deliver to PO boxes? Do we deliver, you know, like there's a lot of information that goes in here, goes into stolen and lost packages, or if they were sent to the wrong address, Um, you know, this is what our shipping policy covers. So there is, uh, I think we're pretty we're pretty short and concise with our shipping policy, but it also goes over customs too, because Kyle and I, we have, we've received, so like, because we work with people overseas, we have received items obviously for, like with customs, because um, they cross the border. And we've also sent items for Iron Pulse to a few different countries as well, to our customers. So, you know, at time and time again, Unless there's a hub in that particular country, you as the consumer are going to be paying customs and duties fees. And that's just, that's businesses across the board. Like I said, Kyle and I pay the customs and duties fees when we get our shipments from overseas. And we also have to legally charge them um, when we send items overseas as well. So 
just something for you as a consumer um, and the business to be aware of. Okay, because if there's not a hub in your particular, you know, country, like in the EU, for example, Kyle and I don't have anything in Canada or the EU in terms of a hub. So when we ship there, you know, we the, the customer ends up paying um, some customs and, and duties fees that are required by the country. But it is good to have that outlined in not only in your shipping policy, but we also think in the FAQ page, because it'd, it'd be an easy FAQ to have, you know, to just say who isn't like, you know, who, who's in charge of paying the duties and customs fees, and then short answer as to who it is. That way, they, you know, your customer doesn't have to go through all of the information in the policy. So I think that that sums everything up pretty well for just our policies and what you as a business should definitely consider having. You legally have to have a privacy policy, but it's mine and Kyle's recommendation to have a terms and condition, a returns and exchange policy, and a shipping policy as well. Did you have anything else, Kyle, you would like to share? Nope. I think I'm good. Sweet. Gotta love the legal side of things, man. Gotta love the legal side. But we hope that you liked and found value in this episode. If you did, please feel free to share it with your friends, especially if you are starting a business. As always, thank you for taking the time to listen. You can follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Pinterest at Official Iron Pulse. If you prefer email, we have got the Iron Pulse report, which you can subscribe at shopironpulse.com. And remember, no matter what you do, be all in. Oh, 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 oh,